Making a recipe that calls for butter? Make it better with European butter from France. With a minimum of 82% butter fat, it's no wonder French butter is the number one choice for chefs the world over. Whether you're whipping up an omelet, sauteing vegetables, or spreading it on toast, the rich, cultured flavor of butter from France always elevates. Be sure to look for Made in France on the label, and for recipes, tips, and tricks, go to tasteeurope.com. One thing that was surprising was I thought I was going to be eating a lot more ramen than I did. Um, our guide was like, ramen's kind of like, like if you were to take a girl on her first date to ramen, that would be like taking her to McDonald's. Yeah. And I was like, what? You're listening to The Taste Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Rodbard. Emma Lovell is a star instructor at Peloton and a driving force for fitness and inspiration for millions. Now, Emma is our favorite instructor. Yes, I do rank my favorite instructors, and she's certainly number one. And we have a lot of fun with her in the studio talking about her gardening skills, what she likes to cook, and what she likes to eat before and after she teaches her classes. We also go over some of her favorite New York City restaurants. Lastly, we talk about her great new book, Live, Learn, Love Well, Lessons from a Life of Progress, Not Perfection. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Emma Lovewell. Emma Lovewell, welcome to the Taste Podcast. Thank you for having me. You know, I ride with you. I ride with you. I am like not, we were just talking off mic. I, I'm more into the running now, Good. like in nature running. That's awesome. No, no, thank you. I appreciate you not being like, yo, get on the bike. Get back on the bike, Matt. Get back. On- as long as you're feeling good and you're moving your body, I I think it's great. So my ranking is this, Cody 3, Tune Day 2, you won. Are you just saying that because I'm not I'm just saying that because honestly, there's some, like Jess King, I did a live ride, not my not my favorite. Um, so I can say other people don't I don't vibe with, yeah. but I just love your energy. Your workouts are hard. Yeah. And you're you're cool. Oh, thank you. Thanks. I'm 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 paying him under the table for saying that right now. I just slipped him a twenty dollar bill. No, <laughs> you're and you know I've gotten to know you a little bit in the office, and you're you're really just as you are on on mic. And I just want to get from the jump. Listeners are probably interested in Peloton, but I also want to talk about your book yes. because your book, uh, Live Learn Love Well, is your memoir. It is your story, and it's so well written. So thank you. Nice work there. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's, it's scary having <laughs> having my first book out, but here I, we are. No, so. Okay, so let me ask you just first, like, how fucking cool is the job? Like, like <laughs> working um, with so many, like, millions of people every day, getting into their homes and, and inspiring them to, to sweat their ass off. Well, let me say, I mean, I've had some pretty cool, like, gigs, I'll say, but yeah. this is the, the coolest job I've had. And it's also the most stressful job I've had, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's high pressure, high stakes. Um and we all take it very seriously, but I get to work with some incredible people. My coworkers, fellow instructors are amazing. Yeah. They they are they push me to be better. Like they're just the best teammates. Do you have like a favorite? No. I mean, yeah. I you know, I have like different relationships with everybody, yeah. but I can say, you know, we just um we had a instructor summit re- recently, so we all got to spend so much time together and just having all that energy in yeah. one room was so 
energizing mm-hmm. and a little exhausting at times too because yeah. we have like such strong personalities. Yeah. But everybody's so themselves yeah. and it's so cool to see. That's great. Yeah. Let me ask you about the workouts because I think when, we, when we're when we on the bike riding, you know, it feels like it's an effortless thing. You're just like riding. But do you like write your workout? How does that work yeah. exactly? Yeah, totally. So, I mean, I teach strength classes as well. Exactly. And, of course, you don't just um, bike. Yep. And cycling. So it, they look a little bit differently, but... Um, I'm big into music. I'm big into my playlist. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times if I'm teaching like a 90s ride or 90s rock, I'm really focusing on the songs that I'm just wanting to play that I like, you know, oh man, I forgot about this track. I want to throw this in there. So it starts with the playlist. If it's a music first class. But if I'm teaching like a Hidden Hills class, then no, then I start with the program first. So that's why it's a little bit different depending on what I'm doing. Um, but so, yeah, with the music first, I pick the music and then I try to fit, I, I fit the workout in to kind of go with the music and then vice versa um, the yeah. other way around. Yeah. And so before you you jump on, it's a live ride. I mean, you do you know the beats and you like see the map ahead of time. So I have. So, yeah, we have this great um, software. It's like a proprietary software yeah. that kind of looks like Spotify. Uh-huh. We have music that we have license to that we can use. So it's not like we're picking music that we don't have the rights to. And um, we get to write in our notes. It tells us our BPM. We write in, I want to do, you know, intervals here, 30 Mm. on, 30 off. Uh, We're going to do a Tabata section here. This is a climb here. I write all of that stuff down. So I'm looking at it Mm -hmm. when I'm teaching class. So you write that like separately in like your notes before you hit the bike. Yeah. Now, are you ever like, nah, I don't want to ride today when you have a class scheduled at 11? Are you ever like 10? Yeah. Yeah, of course. It's, I'm like, I don't want to do this. I would rather, <laughs> you know, sit outside in the sun or like yeah. watch a movie. Or I don't like know. be on your phone on the bike <laughs> and like before you hit play moment. No, but I I, I have a process. Like, okay. I, I was talking to Allie Love this morning about it. It was like, there, we only have one button. It's the go button. There, there's no option <laughs> to like not do it. Right. So you just do it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And um, you, you make it work. And I, so I have, you know, a routine of just like, having my bottle of water, I put electrolytes in it. Yeah. Like I do a little like breathing moment, kind of getting myself centered before I get in there, have a little bit of an idea, maybe what I want to talk about in pre-show. Yeah. And then during the class, like having a theme. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's sometimes where I'm tired, I'm not feeling great yeah. or, or whatnot, but you, we just do it. You just do it and then you end and then it's like you feel as good as we feel on the bike. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And then sometimes my best classes are the ones where I felt like crap, mm-hmm. but then they ended up just being super yeah. fun or I made it really hard because I was like yeah. not feeling good for some reason. Are you guys like competitive about how many active like riders are on the rides? Not really. Not really. I think, you know, the majority of people take everything on demand. Yeah, so yeah, in yeah. my mind, the live, the amount of live riders is it not. Doesn't I mean, it's cool to know, like, you know, we have, I think the highest number was in Robin's turkey burn ride. I think we had like over 50,000 live riders at the time. I think that might that's be the. Cool. But like yeah. when it's like historical, you can see how many yeah. have taken it. So that, that's, that's little, cool. That's cool. To it see. is. You're at like the top. Me? Seems, yeah. Okay, yeah. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to talk a little bit about food because we obviously talk, that's our show, but we have introduced a lot of guests who maybe aren't in the food world. But upon reading your book and just like knowing your website, we'll get into the recipes that you create on your totally. on your website, which I, d- I think are dope. Yeah. But like before you're riding, you talked about the electrolytes in the water. Is there any like food routine? Like are you are you hitting a bar? Are you are you not eating anything before? Yeah. You I'm not eating before I ride because yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. listen, I have and I can <laughs> tell you from firsthand experience, I don't recommend it. Um, <laughs> you know, but it it's personal preference. Like Cody Rigsby eats like three tacos before he oh. teaches a class. So <laughs> 
Cody's Tamar, my wife, who's a, I think it's Cody, uh, I think it's Cody, you, Tunde, and then probably Dennis for her. Yeah. She likes Dennis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people love, yeah. people love Dennis. They this love is, all of them. You're taking the stone stride when I'm like actually ranking people. I'm I know. sorry. You you're can't being, do that. They're all amazing. You're being very cool and about it's, it. It's really dependent on the person because I know. you know what I find interesting too is when somebody tells me who their favorite people are and the way they group them. Because if someone says like, okay, you and Cody, I get it. I'm like, okay, we have, you know, we're, we teach a very different class, but we have. Uh, you're like New York cool. <laughs> you're like New York cool. No, but I think, but then I when somebody says, I like your classes, Matt Wolpers, and, you know, Bradley Rose from the UK. And I'm yeah. like, okay, what does that say about the person? Like, I it makes I think somebody needs to do, like, a test that's like, Please. this is what it says about you, depending on, like, which three instructors you If BuzzFeed has not done that, like, totally. they must have done that. No, I think they need to. <laughs> Yo, let's get it. I, all right. Shalia, I'm putting you on the spot. Do you have a top three? So, oddly... That is my top three. No way. Wait. What I just said. Yeah, it's Stop. like you and I do like PZ. I do like Power, Power Zone, Zone with Matt, yeah. and then like I love like Bradley because he introduced like a bunch of like indie rides, and he's yes. so sweet. No, yeah. that is my. That's so, so you, funny. I just randomly. Yeah. Fun. Picked those three. Yeah. So if you figure out what that means, please get back to me. <laughs> yeah. No. It's yeah. cool. So back to the food. So you're not eating uh, before. Okay, but like, maybe like a banana. If I because sometimes ooh, banana that ooh. banana is good. You don't want to have like too much liquid. <laughs> you don't want to. Like smoothies, not. It. I mean, listen, like pandemic. I'm like having smoothies before rides. Yet, yeah, not good. No, no, not great. And then also not like, a, I don't know. A salad is like <laughs> it just like sits the, in your stomach. I don't know. There's like certain things like yeah. like a yogurt's probably cool. Yeah, yeah. Yo- yogurt's cool. Now, when but when you're done, I mean, you're out in Hudson Yards. Do you like have? I want to get into some favorite restaurants in New York. We'll get to that when we get to the New York section. But just after a ride, do you have a, a routine where you eat something? Yeah. Um, well, actually, my amazing assistant is here, and she made this is a new thing because I was like, I am so hungry after a ride. And so we've like, it's in my calendar now where like sh- she'll send me like avocado toast or like uh, a ra- an egg wrap sandwich often in the morning nice. or like a chicken wrap sandwich so that immediately after class I have sustenance. And honestly, it's like the best thing that I've ever added into my That's, daily routine. Shout to Emily for yeah, making that happen. Yeah, shout to Emily for making that happen. I it's mean, like so small but so important because what happens is you teach class and you end yeah. up getting pulled into something else yeah. and then you're on your emails and then you're answering and they're like, wait, I haven't eaten. It's been an hour and I need to like, yeah, I need to replenish. You're getting hangry, dude. No, I totally. I get very <laughs> hangry. So now like today, for example, I got pulled into a meeting, but mm. I had my sandwich with me. And so I was like, y'all, I'm going to take this meeting, but you're going to watch me eat. You're going to watch I'm me eat an this. egg white and yeah. an avocado wrap. Which you get that like protein halo feeling after a workout when you just hit some protein. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, you need it. Now we will get to the restaurant part, but I want to back up and, and talk about your garden. Gardening, yeah. and you write about this in your book. Your mother is a gardener mm-hmm. by profession, right? Yeah. She's a professional uh-huh. gardener. And we're approaching spring and summer. Just high level first, like why gardening? What 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 do you what draws you to the garden? Yeah. So I talk about this a little bit in my book too. Is just my relationship with gardening has changed over time. Cause definitely as a kid, I was a little bit 
embarrassed by it or just thought it was weird because not all my friends did it. But my parents were like thrifty and like to live off the land. We went fishing for our food, for seafood. You know, we went clamming and crabbing. And my parents were like, we're growing vegetables. Like this is, you know, Martha's Vineyard's expensive. Yeah. And so we would grow our food and we would compost and we would do all the, all the hippie stuff. And then as I got older, I started loving it because it was nostalgic and reminded me of home mm-hmm. and it gave me some comfort. And now, you know, there's different types of gardening. Like there's definitely like a bougier type of gardening mm-hmm. you can do. You can hire a gardener to oh, come yeah. and just like, yeah. you know, and I, my mom's a gardener. So, yeah. she, you know, there'll, there'll be people that are like, I want when I come to the vineyard in August, I want. A, a ripe red tomato growing from my... And your mom is in charge. She, like, will handle She's like, gardens. sure. <laughs> this sure. will be perfectly It'll be ready August for you. 16th, and yeah. there will be a perfectly ripe cherry tomato for you to waiting pick. for you. So then you feel like you, this is your garden and you grew wow. it. <laughs> so she does this professionally for clients? She yeah. has, like, she manages? Yeah. Mostly flower gardens, though. There, yeah. there are a few that want, like, herbs and stuff, but it's, yeah. it's mostly flowers. But anyway, so now I garden, and I love it, and... Um, there's just it's so therapeutic for me to like put my hands in the dirt to just put yeah. my phone down and just like listen to the birds and yep. nurture something and watch it grow and I swear the vegetables that you grow yourself when you eat them there is nothing that yep. tastes more rewarding than I agree. Vegetables I had a grow. garden for a couple of years on a farm, and you know, you get the first cherry tomato. It's oh, yeah. super bomb. Now, are you? You're like live now in like more rural part of New York. Yeah. So like you were in the city for a while. Yeah. So when you had that first garden, what was that like? So yeah, I was living in the East Village. Yeah. And Shout out. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, we had this. I looked out my back window, and there was this empty cement cement area with like the trash cans, you know. But I was like, this has great sunlight, and I just went down there, and I was uh-huh. like, I started like plotting. And um, my partner, Dave, we had we were like newly in our relationship Mm -hmm. and um, I was like, I kind of enrolled him to help me. And he was like, sure, I'll help you. And um, we built these garden boxes. I got, you know, Poland Spring um, gallon or 10 gallon um, bottles and cut the tops off and like filled those. So you were doing all like water can style. There was no. Yeah. No. So then there was no. So I didn't realize that at first. So we like set up this whole thing and I was (laughs) like, oh, shit, there's no hose. So I was walking up two flights of stairs, carrying buckets of water up and down. Um, But it was cool. I have pictures like it's it's a it's funky. It's like, you know, tomatoes are growing up the fire escape. And like, it's just it's cool. So when you're there in the East Village, are you yielding anything? Yeah. Are you actually cooking? So we got a bunch of peppers. It was hot. So it's the cement made everything so hot. So I'll say tomatoes, peppers, basils like thrive. Super hot. It was so hot. Yeah. Yeah. Hot house style. Now, let's talk about these villages, though. Uh, Like you're living there. I live there as well. Like, I mean, are you like there uh, for a while? Are you like part of the neighborhood? What yeah, do you love I about loved these? it. I love these. I had two different apartments in the East Village. So I lived there for probably, you know, you move apartments like every year or yeah. two in New York. Um, so I probably lived there for three yeah. years-ish. Um, Where were the spots? Oh, I, so I loved Minka for Japanese ramen. That totally. was really good. Um, there was a place called B&C Cafe. Oh. I don't know if you ever went there. I don't know if it's still there. Great breakfast. Yeah. Just like potatoes and eggs. Um, Avenue A? Avenue A. Yeah. yeah. I know it. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Tompkins Square Bagels. You just get a bagel. You know what? I love that place. That place doesn't get that much press. No, and they they don't let 
they don't toast the bagel. So they, you're not allowed, they're, if you ask, they're like horrified. They're like, <laughs> we do not toast our bagels. Yo, they, what's your bagel order? What yeah. are you doing? Oh, okay. Um, for a long time, it was everything bagel, scallion cream cheese Yo. with a tomato on it. Excellent. Without toasted. So it's all. No, because, mm. but it's not toasted because it's warm. It yeah. just came out of yeah, the oven. Yeah, yeah. Scowl, everything. It's like got texture and yeah. allium. Uh-huh. Love that order. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Sprinkle a little salt on the tomato. Small, salt on the tomato. I'm into that. Um, what about bars? Like, do you, do you, that's like a great bar neighborhood. Feel yeah, like. no, there are a lot of bars. Um, what, what, there's the um, Ace Bar that's got like a yeah. bunch of games and stuff. Of you can play like Duck Hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was, was a good fun. one. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what, what else. Yeah, we're, we're going into East Village, you know, archives here. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, I just have to ask, back to upstate where you're living in New York, the garden, how's the garden looking right now? I mean, we're basically approaching, like, spring planting season. Yeah. So do you have you put anything in the ground yes. yet? Yes. So I've been amending the soil. I've been composting for the last year. So I'm hoping the soil is happy. And um, I put snow wow. peas seeds in the other day, spinach seeds. Um and yeah, I'm just waiting for it to get like a little bit warmer before I put more yeah. things in. Yeah. But I, I'm like up gearing there. it up. It is. You never eat. Literally, it could snow at any moment. I know. And like <laughs> then you're it's like sad town. So yeah. So you've got the snow peas in. Now, what's the game plan for the year then? I mean, are you going to are you playing around with anything new this year? Ooh, anything new? Um, I no nothing. I don't think. What are the go-to's then? The goat cucumbers. I love like the Japanese cucumbers that have like small seeds in the middle. You know. Yeah. Um, I love making like an Asian cucumber salad. Yep. and and so I have these like trellises in my garden. So I'm hoping Pretty to like cool. grow the snow peas up the trellis yeah. and then string beans up the trellis. Nice. So you walk under it and then you can just like, yeah. like pull off, you know, it's a very were, like. Were you in like a Super Bowl ad for something related <laughs> yes. to a garden? I was. Yeah. I'm like remembering. I'm Scott's like, uh, lawn care. It was like me, Martha Stewart and. Uh, low key. Low key. Best. <laughs> I know. Like, Wow. Yeah. You and Martha doing Scots? That's cool. It was it was cool. I um we didn't get to meet each other though because we didn't film on the same yeah. day. So I'm just gonna put this out there. I'd really love to hang out with Martha. So if you're listening. I gotta <laughs> believe she has a bike. Do you think so? I don't know if she rides it, but it's right. definitely I mean okay. because she's the kind of person who she has aesthetics and I think if she yeah. had any kind of a workout gym, she had to have a Peloton That's true. in the corner. That's true. Like, it would not be right yeah. for her. Right. No, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any slips in your, like, on your on your phone or on, like, who you know, like, ride with you? Um, I mean, like, there's some great athletes that I know ride. Like, Michael Phelps rides. Yeah. Um, you know, Russell Wilson rides. Like, you know, there's some amazing Olympi- Olympians. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, there's a ton of musicians. I love when I, like, play an artist and then they reach out to me and they're like, thanks for playing my song. Oh my God, it's give me coolest. one example. There's got to be one that comes to mind. I mean, okay, well, Debbie Gibson, if you're like in 80s, yeah. she, we're, we're like besties now. We message, you know, back and forth every once in a while. That's so, did she do it by Deborah or Debbie or Deb? De- Debbie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but we like did an Instagram live together. That's fun. It, she's so sweet. And that's like my childhood right there. Yeah. I was like, what? 
Oh, I mean, absolutely me too. Were you a 902 fan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're that – that's like my yeah. litmus test, like where you are in the yeah. culture. So I was probably like a little young to be watching it. Me to be too. <laughs> Is this cool? I know. We're like the geriatric millennials. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We can like – we can vibe yeah. like that. All right. I want to get into your newsletter because there's a component of it that I really connect with, which is the recipes. Yeah. Thanks. I, I – yeah, you're welcome. It's because, you know, you think about someone who's very busy, you know, you get a newsletter – and you can maybe do like one recipe every month, but you are actually doing a lot. Yeah. I love the tamarind uh, chili. That was cool. Thank you. How do you get inspired to write these recipes? Yeah. Um, I don't know. So 2015, I started my website, livelearnlovewell.com, and I started it because I decided to not eat sugar for a month for some reason. I was just like, <laughs> let's just do this weird experiment, and I want to write about it. So yeah. I'm, like, I'm just going to create this blog and just start mm-hmm. writing. So that's where it started. That's cool that you just like started a blog. I mean, you just wanted I just, to get writing. You know, at the time, it was like blogs were the thing, and I was like, I'm just going to do this. Totally. And um, and then it's totally evolved. So now I have tons of recipes on the site. I have travel, like lifestyle tips, shopping guides, um, all these different things on it. But so I tried to, and then I, I started my newsletter. It's probably the most consistent thing I've ever done in my life is like send a newsletter once a month for the last like seven seven years or something. a great feeling when you have that consistency, right? (sighs) Consistency is everything. Yeah. As a fitness professional and a human, (laughs) I can say that this is true. It's so true. Like definitely what you say to your your followers. Yeah. Consistent. Yeah, having a practice. Um, So I was doing it by myself for a long time, but now I have a team, as I said, my assistant, Emily, and I have Mm -hmm. a great um, other writer, Thomas, who helps me specifically with my recipes. And so what it looks like is we'll get on a team call. And um, I love, you know, just paying attention to, yes, personally, what am I eating and also what's in season? What am I growing, if it's anything? Yeah. What's kind of trending right now? I'm seeing a lot of, you know, cacio pepe, like people are loving this or like kale salads are like Definitely. so big right now. You know, kind of going through the things that people are doing and then we'll try the try them ourselves. You I know? love, we did an article on taste like a few years ago. It was called Cacio Pepe Everything. It's everything. Like <laughs> it, Trader Joe's has Cacio Pepe popcorn or like, yeah, yeah popcorn. totally popcorn. Yeah. It's, it's definitely uh part of the zeitgeist. Can I say that I think it's really just um, adult macaroni and cheese? Uh, you are so right. It I totally is, agree with it's, you. It's the elder millennial ha- being nostalgic <laughs> for their 90s craft mac and yeah, cheese. But we can't do it because we we're a little too old. And mac we have and a little more refined taste now. Definitely. So we're going to put a lot more pepper in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We can like handle the pepper now. When we were like seven, we couldn't handle right. pepper. No. Right. Nice call. Now, are you cooking yourself at home a lot? I mean, you're busy, but do you do you hit the stove a, bit, a little I bit? I do. I kind of go through waves, though. You yeah. know, when I'm really busy, I, I'll all of a sudden be like, wow, I'm not cooking a lot right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, you feel bummed out about that? I do because I like cooking and I know it's good for me. And um, so then I'll go through a time where I'm like really cooking a lot. And it's usually because I'm like, okay, maybe I'll like cook a chicken. And then all of a sudden I have these like leftover chicken. So then I'm making chicken salad and then I'm taking the bones from the chicken and making the broth and I'm making soup. And so it's just like one thing kind of inspires the next. And I love that because then I get so creative with it. It's true. But especially in the spring when I have like in summer when I have fresh herbs and fresh vegetables and stuff, that is, like, so inspiring. It, like, like, makes itself sometimes when you pull it from the garden. I'm like, great, this is what I'm eating. Let's talk about Taiwan. Your mom grew up there, and you write about it extensively in your book, which is part of your identity, you know, and I wanted to get into your travels through Taiwan and some of the food that maybe you've encountered in Taiwan. Oh, yeah, the food there is so good. Yeah, right. I mean, the island, it's just an island nation just off the tip of China, and um, it's in the news a lot. You know, there's a lot of geopolitics. It's like where most of electronics are made. You went to a Peloton factory there. Yeah, so— 
Yeah, this was uh, a few years ago. And so my mom's from Taiwan, but we've never gone as a family. I had never been. And so we finally booked the trip. My mom, my brother and I, my sister-in-law mm-hmm. and their, uh, my nephew, who was nine months at the oh, time and that. just like stole the hearts of everybody, literally like flirting with every single waitress and like everybody <laughs> was just like swooning over him. And he was eating everything. So it was yeah. hilarious, like oh. spicy, like anything. He was just eating it. Good young man there. Oh, Good yeah. young man. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's split in half. The northern half of Taiwan is subtropical. The southern half is tropical, just like Mm. straight up. You feel like you're in Hawaii, like volcanoes, like black sand and turquoise water. Um, But it's funny because, you know, culturally people don't just like go to the beach and lay on the beach. So we would like we went surfing like the I mean, I I low key don't want to say this, but like the surfing is amazing in Taiwan. (laughs) No, it is. And it's definitely like part of the culture there. There's a surf culture and surf food. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So we'd surf and then we'd get like bao buns and like a yeah. cold coconut and I'm like this is the best yeah. after surf snack you could ever oh, have. Oh so good. Um, but then the fruit like tropical yeah. fruit was so good like yeah the dumplings you know bubble tea originated mm-hmm. in Taiwan so we got a lot of bubble tea. But like the good stuff not like no. some of the like more um, chemically yeah. tasting stuff like the really good stuff yeah. there yeah. Yeah. Uh, beef noodle soup is a, you know a big yeah. popular Taiwanese dish um, so yeah we, we ate well yeah. for sure. Did you go to Taipei in the cities yeah. too. Yeah, so we went to Taipei, right, and then we traveled kind of all the way around, and then we went to Taichung where we had a, uh, a Peloton factory, and they were amazing. They had like a huge sign welcoming me like, oh. with my face on it that was like, welcome. Wow. And That's so, like perfect for like a photo op. Just oh, yeah, well, I, ha- I have a photo, yeah, for <laughs> sure. And like my mom was so proud, yeah. and you know, in the culture, you really respect your elders, yeah. so my mom was like the queen. You know, like she sat at the head of the table. Everybody was oh, making good. sure she was comfortable. She had everything she needed. And so yeah. my mom was like totally glowing the whole time because she was just so proud. So let me ask you, uh, when you're in the factory, uh, are like the worker, do they know who you are? Are they like aware or is it just kind of like not really? No, um, I think they were told. Um, yeah. But it was it was cool. And yeah. I have to say, speaking about gardening and the Peloton factory, the employees get um, a communal garden space on the top of the factory. Yeah. So on their Smart. lunch breaks, they can go upstairs to the rooftop yep. and ha- and like tend to their garden. Yeah. And I was like, every workplace needs this. Well, think about like in America, we like offer like snack wells to right. get people to stay in the office. In in Taiwan, it's clearly like we'll give you a garden. We'll give you a garden. It clearly like keeps people like yeah. staying at work and working longer. You know, it was cool. And then there's a mixture of people and then robots. And so there was straight up, I saw like robots just like moving around this factory, and I was what? like, this is nuts. I, I met, yeah, I've been to Korea a bunch of times, and there's yeah. like robots everywhere. Yeah, um, I feel like you could do a travel show. Thank you. You've got that energy. You want to do it? <laughs> Yeah, I would love to. I let's would love sign to. it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Emily's like, yes, let's yeah, go. Yeah. No, yeah. honestly, I love to travel. And it's, I just think it's, I have such a curiosity for the way other yeah. people do things. And I love to, I'm like very intense about learning new things. And so I will take everything really seriously. <laughs> like if yeah. somebody teaches me, like I, I recently went to Japan and I, we learned how to make knives in Japan. I got to make a, like a Japanese kitchen knife, and That's it was so sick, so crazy because you get to ch- pick the handle, pick the like the yeah. blade style. And I got so, in, and I'm like training with a guy who's been doing this for 40 years. Mm. He's like a true craftsman, and I'm like, oh, maybe I can get really good at this in in two hours. Yeah. Oh, two hours, no, but like you, <laughs> what were you? So what were you doing in Japan? Was like a vacation? It so it ended up being uh, I was working with a travel company to and. Um, 
Jap- Japan tourism. And yeah. so we got to go um, early before it was opened up, actually. So we got a specialty visa and we were there last September. Nice. That's and fun. Uh, it was amazing. It was like what, what's a couple highlights for the food in Japan? What, do you remember any not space places, but like the food that you're eating? Yeah. Um, so I one thing that was surprising was I thought I was going to be eating a lot more ramen than I did. Yeah. Um, our guide was like ramen's kind of like like if you were to take a girl on her first date to ramen, that would be like taking her to McDonald's. Yeah. And I was like, what? I mean, we fetishize it here, but yeah, it's I, it's so cheap, right? It's cheap. So it's every like, bowl of, like it's right. goes up. Yeah. Right. But I was like, okay, I don't care. Then give me McDonald's. It's like I want to eat that. the ramen. Great take, but Emma. we um, I mean, that's like definitely what I would say. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna have like four bowls of ramen. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. But we had a lot of like kaiseki dinners, which were like two Yo. and a half hour dinners with such so many little. Did plates. you go to Kyoto? No. no, so we went to Tokyo yeah. and then we went north of there into Yamagata Prefecture and oh, cool. into the mountains. We did this one incredible thing where we um, hiked up this sacred mountain and met this monk who taught us how to make. Um, I can't remember the name of the type of food. Oh, the, the Yamabushi monks, and they have a special diet. So we were harvesting like mountain vegetables, oh, wow. and then we got Beautiful. to cook, and it's all vegetarian. And we made um, like homemade tofu. Yeah. And oh, the best tofu you've ever had. It's I bet. the best. Yeah. I mean, just all the tofu yeah. there is incredible. Now, um, anybody spot you there in Japan? Like Peloton Absolutely fans? not. No, no way. <laughs> Good feeling. Then. It was. It was cool. Nobody. I mean, everyone was so polite, yeah. and we like just. You know, took it all in. We were so my partner Dave and I. We just had the best time. That's cool. I yeah. mean, to get there early. I know that it's opened up now, and it's like very people are, are swarming in. Yeah, it's a great country. Japan. It's great. Yeah. Um, a few more questions, just in general. When you're out in New York, I want to ask. I like to ask New Yorkers where where are you going? Like, what are your restaurant picks? Do you have any like favorites that really call call you? Yeah, I think it's been hard now that I live out of the city. I feel like I'm a little bit out of the loop. Yeah, and, um, me too. I feel the same way. Yep. Yeah. So I was doing this thing where. Um, a f- like a month ago, I was teaching every Friday night. And so instead of driving home right after I taught, because then I'd be in, you know, rush mm. hour traffic, I was like, I'm going to try a new restaurant yeah. every Friday. Does Dave come in and you guys hang out? Uh, no, I just go out yeah. by myself. You I'd roll? like take myself on a date. And That's I would cool. just like go and find a, a new place. So then I, I posted something on Instagram where I was like, give me your restaurant recommendations. And so, you know, people love to tell you where yeah. to eat, right? Classic so I, New Yorker move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I wrote down a bunch. So I have a list. Um, uh-huh. But now I'm teaching every other Friday, so it's not as consistent. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm just, I mean, I'm open. I love trying new things. I love just Asian cuisine. That's yeah. like my favorite, like a Japanese, Thai, um, Korean food. Like I just, I love. Uh, I'll, can I give you one? Yeah. Her name is Han, 31st Street. Okay. I think it's the best spot in Koreatown. Oh, great. Her name is Han. That's the, okay. that's the guy. Will you write that down? Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll text you it. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I think it's cool. Like after a workout you and you're like working because it's not like, you know, when we work out, it's like we work out because we want to, it's health. But like right. for you, it's, you're literally working. I'm working. So and you get a nice treat. Yeah. And then I'm like, it's also, so it's physically exhausting, but I think people don't understand the mental exhaustion that happens from teaching class because yeah. you're like on. Yeah. And then especially if there's members in the room, you're talking to them afterwards, you're taking photos, you're engaging with people in the room and the camera. Like it feels like, you know, I just ran like a half marathon I, or something. I don't know. Like, yeah, I it's performing. There's a lot of people there. There's a lot of pressure, as yeah. you say. 
because you got to hit the steps and hit the moves. Um, it's respect, though. I, I love what you do. And, like, the book, congratulations, it's a Thank cool you. book, and I, I really appreciate that you're so candid in the book about your family and about your history and your, you know, your kind of trajectory to here. Yeah, thank you. Let me close by asking you this. If you, there could be a food that a restaurant puts on their menu named after you, what would that food be? And what would you have a name for it? Oh, my God. I mean, okay. What kind of restaurant is this? What part of town is it in? <laughs> I mean, let, let's put it up. Let's put it on the menu. I need put, some parameters let's here. Let's put it on the menu. It could be anywhere in New York City. Well, I'll say when I was, I was a bartender for a long time and I used to, say like I need a drink named after me I think I made one I honestly can't remember at this time yeah. was, was but what, like what is that drink then? I, I can't I mean I, that, I think <laughs> it was like a bunch of different types of juice and like rum at the, it was like a rum punch basically ah. um I'm, I'm not, I don't even drink rum anymore so I don't know where probably because there's too many like DIY rum punches yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. A dish. I don't know. I mean, I love, I love, right. Asian inspired food. Yeah. I love the mixture of salty and sweet and different textures. Yep. I love green vegetables because it makes me f- like feel the best when I eat. Yeah, yes. Um, a lot of vegetables. I love, I don't know. We're so, workshopping this. Month. Yeah. Let's I, workshop. I feel like there's a bowl in like, there's a bowl situation where yes. you, you got like sweet, savory with, yep. with Asian vegetables. Also rice is like my... God, you get you grew I up love, eating a lot of rice. I grew up eating a lot of rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's like a rice bowl. So it's like a dambori, maybe yep. Japanese dambori, but with like maybe a more okay. vegetable focused one. Yeah, I still want like a little bit of meat, not a lot, but I still want meat, but a little bit of meat. But so I like okay. You know what I love? I love miso. Yeah, I love like a miso. I make my own miso black cod. Dope. My brother owns a seafood company, so I'm I get like oh. the best seafood. Real good fish. Shout out to Real Good Fish. Yeah, in it California. Just, it was a shout it out. And Is they, it southern or northern? Um, so Monterey Bay, but they yeah. ship nationwide so they have fishermen in new hampshire what's that it called real good fish i thought you said real big fish like the ska band oh. from 1998 did i maybe i did no that. no i i misheard you i was like wait that's awesome so so real good fish you're wait you're talking about the band um fish bone well we can talk about the band fish we can talk about fish bone there's Is a the, ska band called real big fish that's funny because there's a ska band called fish bone oh from the 90s they're really good fish so, bone is good in my book, I talk about how I was in the circus and the lead, it's not a real circus, a variety yeah, show. Yeah. And the lead singer, Angela Moore from Fishbone, was the headliner. So I went on tour with Angela Moore from Fishbone. Wait, I didn't get to this part in the book. No. I, my so, wife, Tamara, is yeah, in the entire so, book, and I'm going to talk to her. This isn't Jim Rose, is it? No. Circus Sideshow from Lollapalooza? No. But you were in a circus with So, a- okay, the most interesting show in the world, sponsored by Dos Equis. Yeah. So remember the most interesting man in the world? Yeah, they made a show, a variety show about it. And it was like being on the circuit, being in a circus. I was a dancer, like magician's assistant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was always a headliner. So one year it was Andrew W.K., the rock artist. Yeah, if you know course. him. And then Angela Moore was the headliner the another year. From Fishbone. It's from Fishbone. So I was, anyway, so I got to like hang out with him and some of his bandmates and stuff. Um, anyway, so it, we're just going full circle here. Back no, to I appreciate the- this nugget from your book because... <laughs> To bring it back to the book, I feel like this is why you're cool because you're telling these stories. Because you were a professional dancer, so you went on tour and did yeah. a lot of. Um, were, were you ever with a pop star? Were you like a backup dancer for pop stars? Uh, 
So Cody and I were backup dancers actually for an artist, um, Sherry Lilly, who was Andrew W.K.'s wife. Okay. And so we didn't tour around the country, but we toured around the city and she was big in the gay clubs. So yeah. we would go to all these different clubs and like Fire Island and, and whatnot and perform. So you and Cody are tight. Yeah. I mean, we've known each other for a long time yeah, for yep, sure. Yep, yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's fun. It's so fun. That's a great crowd. Oh, totally. The best crowd. Yeah. 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 What about what other kind of professional dancing role? Uh, so, I mean, my a big one that I'm proud of is I got to uh, perform with the Rolling Stones. So that yeah. was very cool wow. in front of 20,000 people. And um, that was just just to be in that energy was like amazing. Incredible. The greatest live band in the world. Yeah. Easily. It was amazing. And then, yeah, we we did like the opening number and then I got to watch the rest of the show from like right down in oh, the like cool. orchestra pit. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty sick. You, um, now you can't be a backup dancer. You're too famous now. <laughs> like, have you? Have you? Do you miss that world at all? I do not miss that world. Thank you for being honest. <laughs> Thank. You. I was like, if you were gonna, like, yeah, I miss no. being on that bus. No, I hell no. The Listen, third bus in a the row. The auditions that oh. you just get rejected. One, it was yeah. just brutal. I yeah, that the rejection is Hollywood in general. It's so hard. And then um, you get the you finally get the job, and then it like doesn't pay well, and then you're like traveling. It's just. Yeah, you, know, you miss your family and yeah. your friends and all that stuff. That must be really hard. Uh, so now you're not doing that anymore. No. So like, screw that. You're yeah. Doing, yeah. No, this is much better. This is much. I love better. it. No, where do you want to? Where do you want to go from Peloton? Because I know you are a brand now. To use the that term, blah. But like, you know, it's like not just you cycling and, and doing strength. Like, what do you want to do? I mean, well, you said it. I'd love to do a travel show. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which I, I do and I don't. I love to travel and I love to eat and I love food and I love, uh, I think being, my skills of being on camera are, you know, transferable. Yeah. Um, but I also like, I'm a little bit of a homebody in a mm -hmm. way. Like I love my house. I love my yeah. garden. I love, you know, coming home to like a cozy place and being with my partner and my two cats. <laughs> and so One of them's named Kimchi, is that yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah. Kim, Kimchi and Rodi. Oh, yeah. roti and kimchi. Yeah. I have Sam and Chuck. I have two cats as well. Cute. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice to have two. They're yeah. Friends. No, they totally entertain yeah, each other. Yeah, They're very cute. Um, yeah, so I think, I don't know, maybe something in television, um, maybe another book. Who knows? Well, let's see how this one does. Yeah. Evan Lovell, thank you for joining the Taste Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. The Taste Podcast is hosted by Eliza Abarbanel and me, Matt Rodbar. The show is produced by Shalia Harris and Pat Stango and edited by Clayton Gumbert. Theme music by Steve Rydell. Visit Taste Online at tastecooking.com and make sure to subscribe to our newsletter for updates on all cool things that are happening. 